0: It's time now for another edition of Roarman's Raven Softball Report, Everything Louisiana Softball. Now here's your host, Loving Louisiana Softball since 1981. It's the Roar Man.
1: Hello and welcome into another edition of my softball podcast. I am the Roar Man. I really do appreciate you tuning in. Well, the regular season is over. The conference tournament starts tomorrow. And to discuss everything about the tournament with me is Terrell Bear. Terrell, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it should be. Uh, you know, this is the very first time that the Sunbelt Conference Championship has been a single elimination. They have some really good games lined up. Only 10 teams made it. The two teams out are Georgia Southern and App State. That means all six teams in the Western division of the conference made it into the tournament. And you have four teams from the east side. Now, what's interesting when you look at the bracket, on one side of the bracket, you have South Alabama and Southern Miss from the western side of the conference. Then you have three teams from the eastern side. Then on the other side of the bracket, you have Troy, Texas State, Louisiana, and ULM, and only one team from the eastern side of the bracket. I just think it's kind of interesting how that broke out. You have the stronger teams, what I think are the stronger teams, with the exclusion of South Alabama, all on one side of the bracket, and South Alabama on a pretty easy side of the bracket. What do you think?
0: The conference decided, and and they chose, that rather than play a full round-robin schedule, they wanted to stay with the same number of games that they wanted. Uh, that they've been playing for the last few years, 24 games. So to do that, you have to pick and choose. And what these coaches chose to do, and this was their choice, that's what they all voted on, is that they would take the teams, they would do an East and a West, and they would take those and determine what are the team's average RPI ranking for the last two years. And then put the top teams against one another and the lower teams with one another. That's how it got separated that way. And that's how the teams played the ones that they did.
1: No, absolutely. And I know there's a little controversy about the, the seedings in the tournament. And basically it is this. Of course, Louisiana won out with a conference record of 22-2. and two. South Alabama finished second. At 20 and four. And of course, Louisiana swept South Alabama. So South Alabama only lost one other conference game. Coming in in third place is Marshall with a record of 17 and five. So South Alabama actually had a better conference record. But because Marshall won the eastern side of the conference, they are the number two seed and at South Al is number three. And from what I have been told, The coaches decided on that before the season started. So if Becky Clark wants to complain, it actually is her fault.
0: That's exactly what it is. All this was decided by the coaches, like actually really last summer, because all these meetings, all these rules meetings and decisions and everything else, all that is done before the school year starts. So all these decisions were made last summer the thing that's confusing to me is that if they're going to do an East and a West, if you're going to have an East champion and a West champion, why would you not have the last place team from each of those divisions be the ones not playing in the conference tournament? They talked about it. They discussed it, their decision. They
1: get to live with it. Well, what's kind of interesting is that, you know, South Alabama was only one game better than Marshall in conference, but let's just say that well, South Alabama was twenty and four. Let's just say Marshall went seventeen and eight and still won their side of the conference. They still would be the number two seed, even though they lost four more games than South Alabama. If that, if you use that scenario,
0: that's that's correct. Uh, one of the other facets for you to look at with this: South Alabama lost to two conference opponents. They lost four games but they lost to the Cajuns three times and they lost one to Texas state, two different opponents. Marshall lost five games, but they lost to four opponents, two to Texas state, one to James Madison, one to coastal and one to ULM. Yeah, but
1: it's, it's the way the coaches wanted to do it. So that's the way it's going to be. And so I have the brackets in front of me, everything starts Tomorrow, Wednesday, May the 10th, if you don't have your tickets, get one. They do have tickets available, even though you may have heard they don't. You'll be able to go up to the uh, box office and buy one at the game to sit in the outfield. Kicking things off at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Coastal Carolina and Southern Miss, followed by ULM and Georgia State. Uh, I'll be there. Um, You know, Coastal has at times won some conference games they were not expected to win. Coastal Carolina comes in at 11 and 13 in the conference. ULM seven and seven. I'm sorry. Southern Miss comes in at six and 17. You know, you've got to think that Coastal is going to win that game.
0: Coastal played Southern Miss earlier in the year. They beat them two out of three games in Hattiesburg. So that you're correct. That should be an easy enough win.
1: Then you have ULM and Georgia state ULM seven and 17 Georgia state had the exact same conference record. You know who each of those teams beat. Um, I don't
0: really know off the top of my head. So a close match. ULM swept Georgia state two weeks ago in Monroe. I don't see anything changing.
1: All right. So if that's the case, then ULM coastal will advance. So, look, Thursday is just going to be an incredible day if you are a softball fan. Uh, The first game starts at 10 o'clock. The last game starts at 7 o'clock in the evening. So, that means that's about a 12-hour day full of softball. (laughs) I mean, you know, get your popcorn ready. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, let's go over who's playing who. South Alabama is going to take on James Madison at 10 o'clock. Again, James Madison... When they got into the league, everybody was so excited because, oh, you've got this really good James Madison team coming in. They were at the College World Series a couple of years ago with Odyssey Alexander, a great addition to the conference. And what happened? They finished 13 and 11 in the conference. Uh, I don't think they did as well as everybody thought they would have. So overrated or what?
0: For the majority of fans who thought they were going to come in with an impact, I was expecting them to win some games, to do okay here in the conference, because I still thought they were better than at least half of the teams in the conference. Uh, and sure enough, that's about where they finished. I still have a little confidence in Lauren. Uh, I think she's capable of recruiting and teaching, but now she's going to have to work harder to get better players in there now that she's in a bit stronger conference. So, did James Madison, South Alabama, play this year? No.
1: You know that South Alabama is going to throw their ace pitcher. You think James Madison has a chance against her? Uh, Olivia Lackey?
0: Uh, No. Olivia Lackey.
1: (laughs) Just an honest answer. No, No. they have no
0: chance. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think – James Madison has a good offense, but it's only a good offense. They're capable of hitting – they have not shown me that they can have an, an offensive explosion at any time. And right now, Olivia Lackey is pitching on a a very high level. Yeah, let's talk about that.
1: I I noticed that South Alabama has reeled off thirteen wins in a row. They are just right. on fire.
0: Yeah, they're they're playing strong right now. They they recognize they did not get a, an at large bid last year. And they're still in danger again this year because even though they're scheduling well enough to get in that large bid, they're not doing anything with it until it's too late. So they're they're trying to capture the, the committee's attention with a long winning streak with finishing like they did in what is the sixth rated conference in the country and hoping that's going to be not only be enough in case they – fall short somewhere along the way, but also to get at least some kind of benefit if, in case they do win the conference term. That game will be
1: followed by a game at one o'clock between Marshall and Coastal Carolina, who we think are going to beat Southern Miss. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to see Marshall play. I have seen them play on television. Uh, when I look at the team, just kind of like the eye tests, the way the players are put together, I just don't think, they're going to be a contender in the Sun Belt Conference. They were not pretty much uh, this year. I mean, they they were, but they played absolutely nobody.
0: Marshall has a very good offense. They do. They have some capable hitters. They are able of scoring runs pretty much against anybody. Coastal has always been a tournament team. they 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 go, they make a run in the conference tournament when they have had pitiful conference years. But when they get to the conference tournament, they wake up, they play ball, and they're a factor. This could be more than likely the highest scoring game of the entire tournament. I think Marshall has a little bit more than Coastal, and so I'm, I'm going to lean their way for that one game. Okay, well,
1: I'll, I'll go with that. So if that does happen and we have Marshall and South Alabama – uh, playing to go to the championship game, and I just think that South Alabama is going to continue. that They will then, at that point, have made it, uh, what is that, 15 in a row. So I, I think their winning streak continues. I agree. On the other side of the bracket at 4 o'clock, Troy versus Texas State. I think that's a very interesting matchup. Jessica Mullins for Texas State, who is, you know, the ace on that team against Troy. Troy has Leanna Johnson in the circle. She had some really bad illegal pitching issues the last few years. It looks like she has ironed that out. So a very competitive game between Troy and Texas State will be taking place. I don't know. I'm going to call that game a toss-up.
0: Troy was in a position, just like South Alabama was, to make headway as far as their RPI is concerned, to make a statement of the committee and do something – to capture their attention, as far as an at-large bid was concerned, they failed miserably. They they did not even really show up until the third game, and they forced an extra inning game on that one. Troy is 2-0-1 against Texas State. Um, Texas State is in the same boat they were in before where they are fighting also for an at-large bid uh, to the NCAA tournament. I think that Texas State is probably playing smarter and stronger right now. Troy may have the better offense. I think Texas State has the better pitching, and they have timely hitting. I am going to lean toward Texas State on this game. Yeah, I
1: probably would agree with that because of the coaching as well. Uh, The coach at Texas State has been there for a number of years now. Troy has a first-year coach, so I'll go with Texas State as well. They will take on the winner of the uh, Louisiana and ULM game. Last weekend, Louisiana swept ULM quite handily, so the Cajuns will advance. And if we're correct, they will take on Texas State. So we've got South Alabama and Marshall. Again, I'm going with South Alabama. I'm going with the Cajuns to beat Texas State. So in the championship game, we will see if we are correct. South Alabama and Louisiana, nothing new. It's happened many times in the past. I say the Cajuns win it again this year. How is that going to help them moving forward and possibly getting a, a top 16 hosting site Uh, If they do win the tournament, obviously it helps. Is it enough to be a host?
0: I'm not sure that the Cajuns can do anything that is going to remove them from a hosting position for regionals. There really isn't anything left to where mathematically the Cajuns can fall out of the top 16 of the RPI. It's not possible. If the committee were discussing all of the teams today, the Cajuns would be in. Period.
1: I agree. Win or lose the conference tournament, the Cajuns will still host. The question is, will there be a 15 seed or a 16 seed? We'll just have to wait to find out. Is there anything else you would like to add, Terrell? Uh, The only thing I want to say is that tickets, as far as I know, will be available. You may read somewhere or hear somewhere that the games are sold out. I don't believe that to be the case. I think you will be able to go up to the ticket box and buy tickets. So don't think you're going to not be able to get a ticket.
0: I think we need to show the rest of the conference that we that we support Sunbelt softball uh, as well as Cajun softball. And we support softball, period. We we will see good softball this weekend, this coming week. We will. Um, and we want to be here. We want to welcome all of our out-of-state uh Friends from the other teams uh, We want to welcome them We want to show them Who we are and what we are uh, And give them something to strive for For their own place
1: Yeah well Marshall and James Madison They have no clue what it's like at Lemson Park so they're about to find out I mean if some, if, you know If somehow one of those two teams Make it to the championship game Come Saturday they better watch out Because it's going to be an atmosphere like they have not Seen in a very very long time Well, Terrell, that's it, man. I really do appreciate you joining me. I know I will see you at the games. Again, Thursday is going to be an incredible day. Four games, back to back to back to back, about 12 hours out of the park. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And, again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Rory. Appreciate it. See you Wednesday. You are welcome. That's it for this podcast. I really do appreciate you listening. This is the Roar Man saying, as always, I'll see you at the ballpark, and I'll see you about four days in a row. Go Cajuns.